theoretically possible. Why waste time? But it doesn't make any sense. Discovery Houston, France to ATO. Three, two, one. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon. I hope you're all having a wonderful day. Today, we're going to challenge ourselves and talk about something that it's complicated. It's fascinating. But I think in explaining this, it will help others understand cryptocurrency in in a new way. Because I think a lot of people are confused by certain aspects of it. I know I definitely was. I still sometimes find myself confused. But this this uh, technology, this idea, this business that's come that's been out for some time now, really helped shift my mind to understand the possibilities with using blockchain cryptocurrency. And the the technology we're discussing is called Helium. Yeah. So Helium is essentially a company. Um, it's a, it's a blockchain technology based company where. Mm-hmm. Um, they are using a decentralized protocol to actually allow people to own these diff- these little machines, essentially in their house or on their building or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, plug it in. Make sure it's it's up on the internet all the time, and it's actually working to provide internet for <laughs> the internet of things. So, okay, what is, is the we're internet have of to things? Break all this down, but I think it's I think we got this. I anyone. Strap on in. Here we go. So many of you have heard of Bitcoin mining. Mining is when people have basically a supercomputer in their household that's solving mathematical puzzles. And in doing so, it's receiving Bitcoin. And one of those puzzles that it's solving is keeping track of all transactions. So if I send a Bitcoin to Quinn, it's the people who are mining Bitcoin that are verifying that transaction. And I believe it's 10 transactions or 10 validations for one transaction. Yeah. So 10 different computer systems, 10 different people to validate that the transaction actually occurred. And that that word validate is a huge, huge part of the entire system of mining. Mm -hmm. It's about validating that this actually did occur, that everything about this puzzle is correct and this transaction is validated so that you don't have to trust anyone. It's just been validated. And every time you uh, successfully fill a block, like you're verifying a large amount of transactions, you receive a portion of a Bitcoin. A Bitcoin is created and you get that a part of it into your account and therefore there's an incentive for people to validate the transactions that are occurring and that's how it's fully decentralized and this is something that's been going on ever since what 20 2009 2009 and there will be a total of 21 million bitcoins that will be mined into circulation now there's other kinds of cryptocurrencies that have been developed and this one i find very fascinating and i'm glad that i started off with bitcoin because i think this helps understand the whole thing so like quinn said there's this business that's using blockchain technology called helium and they're basically setting it up so people are rewarded a cryptocurrency called helium for allowing other people to use their internet for specific things and 
the main examples, the easiest ones would be think about like Lime scooters or any of those shared scooters, whether it's a lift scooter or whatever it is, spin scooter, or think about the little tracker devices that are on pets. Like they have a collar, you pay $15 a month, your dog puts this little tracker on it so you'll never lose your dog as long as your dog is in a, an area where it's connected to the internet. And currently you can do that, but the business model is set up where AT&T or T-Mobile, the big dogs, you're using their satellite system. And this is enabling people, just ordinary people, to share a little bit of their internet for those types of devices to allow individuals to be located at where they're at at all points in time. So if you're on a scooter, you could see where they're at, if they're within the boundaries, if they're not. And it gives just, an, it, it's not that much internet that it takes for them to be able to signal where it's at. And these devices that Helium provides, uh, you can buy from helium they give a wide range of wi-fi signal so it's very very beneficial in like city environments because if you get two helium devices near each other then they can get close enough where you can track let's say the dog the whole entire time that it's walking between those two helium devices and the way that they reward those individuals that plugged in a helium device in their house is they issue them a helium uh, coin, right? Is it a coin or a token? I think it's a coin. Yeah, so basically you're getting like, let me put it in easy terms, like a gift card. But the currency is in helium. And then with that, you can decide what you want to do with that gift card. Do you want to exchange that for US dollars? Do you want to hold on to helium? Do you want to exchange the helium for Bitcoin? You get to choose what you want to, what you do with that mined helium and you only get helium every time some dog with a collar or a scooter comes by and so that's a different way that people can technically mine and it works really great in areas that are in cities where you're in a high-rise building and you're plugging it in and you're connected to a few different uh, systems with other people with helium and you can go to helium and check this out go just google it. we'll probably put a link in yeah and you can see where they're located at and you can get an understanding of how much you can make. Some people make a pretty good amount of money. I think one helium uh, coin token, whatever that is, it's about like 11 to $12 right now. Wow. And depending on how often people are utilizing your Wi-Fi, you could make a, a good amount every single month. And then you decide, do I keep it in helium? Do I exchange it for something else? And that is one way that you can, in a weird weird sense, make passive income without you know, utilizing too many resources. It's not like you're using a ton of electricity and it's a new technology. It's very exciting. It is very exciting. It's, it's very interesting. So yeah, like John said, it, it really is best when in an area where there's a lot of activity that requires the internet of things, right? So if, mm -hmm. if you imagine like if you're in a rural area and there aren't any scooters or any things that are requiring the internet of things, money. you're not going to make very much money. So you have to just, you have to do a little bit of research in your own due diligence of your area, but you can't, the, the more devices that are around each other, they, the, the more powerful the signal can be and the longer it can actually track whatever it is um, that needs to be tracked with that, that needs the internet of, right because because then it better competes with AT&T and T-Mobile and so now they're competing on price 
And therefore, if the price is lower with the individuals that have their Helium device, then the company like Spin or Lyft has that as an alternative option for tracking where their devices are located. Yeah, and it's super interesting because this is like a decentralized way of empowering people with some passive income as opposed to right. all of these devices being dependent on AT&T or Verizon or whoever building yeah. different devices or having different buildings in certain locations. I mean, right. you could just be, you could have an apartment building and just put it in your window and then you make passive income. And then yeah. the other, maybe an office place, someone has it in their office mm -hmm. and they have that going on over there. The one thing is that you have to make sure that it's always up and running. If it goes down, it's really, it, it, it basically kind of messes with the whole entire system. So that's an right. important thing. That's the same with mining for Bitcoin too. It is, yeah, it's an important thing. And so with my with mining on Bitcoin, that's called proof of work. I'm not really sure what Helium's um, proof is, but it mm. is different than it solving cryptographic puzzles, right? right? Cryptographic formulas essentially like yeah. you're basically getting rewarded you're not getting one helium for every time someone uses it it's like a fractional a yeah. fraction of the helium currency on the blockchain but what they're really trying to do is decentralize the use of internet for different devices mm -hmm. that need it and i think it's a really interesting way of empowering the people to be able to be a part of that yeah. because right now it's more b2b right it's it's like for sure it's it's the the more central power that these uh communication companies have like at&t mm -hmm. and verizon the i mean they're like oligopolies it's like really hard to compete and right. one company can't compete with them at this point mm -hmm. right now and so yeah you can't with today's technology, you're not going to see a startup all of a sudden stomp AT&T. It will right. take time or it will have to be a disruptive technology. And Helium technically could be that type of technology that can compete by bringing people together and enabling them to provide just a portion of the connectivity for other items. And that goes beyond the pet collar and scooters. I think the long-term vision and future is... We're looking at how cars communicate, especially yeah. if they're going to be self-driving vehicles. Yep. And this is a, I mean, it's very exciting. It's very forward. But I do think that when people are looking at mining as an option, like I want to get into bit, mining Bitcoin, it's really hard to compete nowadays. You, you can do it in different, like you can invest into a mining farm, but some of these farms are like massive and a bunch of them were out of China. Now they've all shut down, but still a ton of them are up north where it's nice and cool because they do demand a lot of electricity. And in doing, when you're, when they're mining, these are supercomputers. They are letting out a lot of heat and you can't let your computer overheat or else we all know what happens. So yeah. it becomes a, a very difficult thing for someone to just have one computer at their home and mine Bitcoin. Back in the day, in, tw in 2009, you could probably do it with a standard laptop in the very beginning time of it. But then as more people started doing it, you're competing against others. And it's really the fastest computer to solve the puzzle wins. Mm -hmm. And so you had to get computers specifically for mining Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's, it's now like really hard. I've actually not met anyone who's really mining Bitcoin. I've met people who are mining Ethereum. But they've been doing it for a while. And now a lot of different companies are, or a lot of different blockchains and organizations are shifting from proof of work to proof of stake. 
that's another episode, but yeah, you can Google that if you find this conversation interesting. Yeah, that's a totally different topic, but it is an important one. And and I think what what uh, what's very interesting about helium is, yeah, this is just another way to help build infra- infrastructure that is needed for what the future is going to be. We are going to, whether people like it or not, there are going to be autonomous vehicles. Mm-hmm. There are going to be autonomous Ubers, right? There's right. going to be a lot more that a lot more devices that we use daily besides our phones that is going to require internet constantly. And Mm -hmm. we don't, I mean, we can't really depend on the government to build that infrastructure, obviously. We're not going to, we don't necessarily, I don't even think we really want, if you really dig down deep into the argument, why would you want AT&T to be responsible for that infrastructure? You don't want it to be consolidated into the power of one company. Or just two or three or four. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's really kind of distributing the, um, the, the, responsibility of the infrastructure and allowing people to get rewarded mm-hmm. for helping provide that infrastructure right. Helium in a decentralized a, way. a perfect example of blending the shared economy with decentralized blockchain technology. Yeah. So when we're talking about the shared economy, remember what it was like when you need to get from point A to B and your only option was catching a taxi? So many flaws with it. Now anyone could be a taxi driver as long as you have a vehicle that meets the requirements of Uber. And if you don't have one that meets those requirements, you can consider a Lyft and then there's Mm -hmm. others. Now with the internet of things uh, coming with Helium where things are interconnected, it's kind of allowing anyone who has internet service at their home to be uh, like a satellite provider, similar to like AT&T. You don't have to go to the taxi company or AT&T if you want to create a business that's gonna I don't know, track your location at all times or your children's location. Let's say you created a bracelet for tracking your kids. You don't need to be partnering with AT&T on using their subscription. Now you can bid it out a little bit more. And competition's a great thing because it accelerates the technology and the development of the technology. And it also brings down the prices. And so I think that companies like Helium, it makes me think what else could blend the inner uh not the internet things what else can blend the shared economy with blockchain technology mm. and when you start thinking about those types of um businesses and what that world looks like it's actually really exciting you know why does everything have to be so centralized why is it i don't know i, I could just like ramble on and make up yeah. ideas in my head but just start thinking about businesses that or like items that you always go to uh from a single business and think, could this be decentralized? And if so, what does that look like? That's where you can come up with a new business utilizing this type of technology. Yeah. Well, I love, I love the idea of setting people up with passive income, like new opportunities to allow people to earn, Mm -hmm. um, you know, instead of just being paid for one's time at work. Right. I think that especially if we do envision a future where UBI is inevitable, universal basic income. Mm -hmm. I mean, how well, if people aren't working, what else are they going to do? I mean, providing opportunity that is still allowing them to be productive and be a part of the society in a way where, yeah, they're using technology. And honestly, like helium is probably helium is definitely easier to figure out how to 
um, setup as opposed to mining equipment for Bitcoin. Way easier. It's like you can't, yeah, it's so, so it's almost incomparable. But I would say it still requires a lot of effort. You have to do a lot of measurement. I mean, you have to figure out, you know, are you in a location where you would actually even yeah. make money? Is their, this even worth it? Their website provides that information. And to be honest with our, our friends, our listeners, we definitely looked into this. But oh, yeah. it just didn't make sense based on our location and the nearest um, other helium router because you really do need them to be communicating to each other. If you're just a lone helium router that's not talking to other ones, then you're it, it's debatable if you're going to be able to make your money back on it. Yeah. And so if you can have, you know, let's say you had the ideal situation is that you're you're able to triangulate and you have maybe two or three that you're within I think it's 100 meters of. Yeah. And that's why cities are so key to it. But if you're too ne- if you're near too many, then you're splitting up one single pizza into too many tiny slices, and it doesn't make sense. So it needs to be a situation where you're just at the maximum range, where you're in perfect connectivity with the others, and then there's another one that's connected to yours at the maximum range, and then it's now you're covering the whole entire road. Yeah, that's exactly like the ideal situation where you're going to make maximum profit. But it's decentralized. So if there's someone in the middle that's like, screw this, I want to get in on this one, he just sliced your pie in half. So yeah. it's, it, I mean, this is free market. It's a beautiful thing. Well, it's, yeah, competition is a good thing. Trust me. I mean, I know some people, are, you know, will probably not like that, but that just means that you have to get creative and figure out a new route. You know, I think that, mm-hmm. you know, these routers are like little nodes that basically have to communicate with each other. And, you know, like you just said, the more that there are, you, you do need multiple. And so like we're in, you know, the Island of Treasure. It is a a touristy area. There are actually areas where it would be very useful to have helium connectivity because there are a lot of internet of things. There's lots of scooters. There's lots of different like travel adventure, like electric bikes and stuff like that that people can uh, utilize that would be useful to have helium. And But there aren't enough people who are actually doing it. And the the thing that's interesting too to me is that the building has to be a certain height as well. Yeah. Um, And you have to have a certain type of roof. So it's a, you know, if you're renting, um, you can't really control a lot of that stuff. Yeah. But if you, uh, you know, own a building of some sort in mm-hmm. an area where, you know, it definitely, you would definitely earn, you know, helium mm-hmm. by, by having at least one node, one router yeah. of, uh, in, in your building. In your window. Might yeah. as well try it out. I mean, the yeah. electricity cost is very, very low. Yeah. Well, everyone needs to calculate it. And you, they, they do a good job on their website to help you understand the the approximate amount of helium you'll be pulling in per month. And so I definitely think that it's worth it for people to look into, but there's still a long way to go with it. I also am very curious of how much control the big companies like AT&T have of shutting these types of systems down, requiring Mm -hmm. ongoing updates because no one wants to be competing against others. And if they're using the internet, let's say you're using AT&T's Wi-Fi you know, for that's your monthly service, there may be a way where they could figure out how to shut the down. I have no idea. That's that's a whole nother set be, of research, yeah. but I do think that's something to be aware of yeah. as a potential threat. It will be interesting to see how it all plays out. I would say, you know, that when we really looked at the map, at least, you know, a few months ago, not a lot of Americans were actually doing this. It was interesting to see that a lot of Europeans were Mm. actually into this. Um, And I'm sure that Helium will come out with new products that are going to be more efficient and effective and whatnot. Yeah, you see it a lot in cities. Like if you think of any tech city, you see it in Austin, you see it in San Francisco. We actually saw quite a few in Clearwater, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same guy 
and he just owns like the building and he has them in specific areas that just maximize profitability. Yeah, that's the thing is an individual can own multiple of them. Yeah. And so you and you can actually see who owns how many. Right. And so you can kind of reach out and say, okay, hey, I want to. I want to connect with you. Mm-hmm. You know, are is your why is your node down? Can right. we actually get this set up or you whatever? Can set up a new business from just reaching out to neighbors and get the maximum amount of distance that still has perfect connectivity to the next. Exactly, one. and that's one of the key things about the blockchain is that it allows for the whole transparency of how much certain nodes are making, so that you can clearly make the decision of whether or not you can you, yeah. you should actually be in that it's area math, as well. Baby. It's all about that calculation. Yep. So, so this was a challenging conversation, but I'm grateful we tried yeah, to do it. And too. I think I learned a lot just even talking to you about it. So thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. We look forward to speaking with you tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Bye.